Welcome back to Colliding Worlds Radio. I'm your host, Angela Valenti Romeo. Hey, welcome back, people. We're here every Saturday from 11 to 12, Sunday from 10 to 11. You can catch the podcast on iTunes. And we've been talking with now local artist Don Porter. He sort of came through us from Marin, through a roundabout sort of way. And he's working on some projects that are really kind of interesting. Um, Don, you, you talk about kind of the ephemeral effects of life and the work that you're doing now is kind of what you call radical wabasabi. What What is it about the current work that keeps you going? You know, I mean, you, everybody starts a different, like, you know, you start out drawing that proverbial circle or square and you get bored with it and you move on. And now you do something that that's completely different. You know? Yeah, I, I do know. And, and first of all, I want to thank you, Angela, for having artists on your show so that we can get the word out about art, art and how important art is in our lives and in the mm-hmm. community for humanity. And we desperately need that humanity now. So that's what I'll say on that. So the, the, uh, the way this, the wabi-sabi, the radical wabi-sabi started was in my kitchen. As a matter of fact, a lot of my work is in the kitchen because of the ephemeral nature of organic material. So almost all of my sculptures, the temporary sculptures, are made with decaying or changing inanimate objects, almost all of which is organic. Uh, and so obviously the kitchen is a, is a good way to start with garbage. As one of my friends, and garbage is constantly changing. I mean, just open your, your trash, and there it is. Uh, and you can watch it. You can watch the flies at it. You can watch the things decaying. I've got two halves of a cantaloupe right now decaying on my kitchen counter, and it's just fascinating how they, these things change. And I'm relating that to my life, to our lives. Um, as a friend of mine said, oh, you're the maestro of garbage. And I said, you know, that's absolutely correct. It's true. I mean, I really, in my as an architect, I was, and a contractor, I was. I started a group called Throw Nothing Away, TNA, we called it, and it was uh, actually recycling construction materials on the site. Very expensive, time-consuming, but I considered it so necessary for the world. And this was, you know, I started out as an, as an architect builder in Berkeley in the 70s, and that was the hotbed of goats in the backyard and gray water systems and all of that. Oh, yeah. So we were doing that, you know, recycling, 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 and I found that that has followed me in my art. It's just, it's just wonderful to have that continuum of what is so important to me. I mean, I am a, a really a radical environmentalist, and uh, I think that the art is perpetuating that, helping that along. Even though it's a very small contribution, if we all made small contributions, it would be, it would be a better place. So when I take these in the sculptures, when I take these inanimate objects, I'll put them together in kind of weird configurations, and I'll bathe them in different liquids with colors, different color lights. I will I will flash at them, and I'll uh, put maybe everything's in a in a deep tray, maybe ten or twelve inches deep, different colored liquids, and I'll put that tray in motion, and then put a camera on them and take multiple photos of them, and sometimes the the, um, it's just like magic. It is, it is so cool to watch these things form and then see that on a two-dimensional uh, uh, film 
and be able to say, you know, that is that was really fascinating. So that, that's that is how I do it. Really, it's just I love it. But see, this is the coolest thing about you know, art. And when people think of art, and I, I keep threatening to do a show called you know Art for the Sofa because. Everybody wants to match the sofa. I just, yeah, you know. Yeah. But there's so much more to it. And, yeah. and I go back to art is something that's always with us. It's always been a part of our lives. You, you can't touch something that an artist didn't touch first. And our first forms of communication were cave drawings. I mean, we're, we're talking about this is, the, this is a universal language for all of us. You don't have to speak Swahili or French or Latin or whatever you just need to be able to participate in the in the art whether you can touch it whether you can see it whether you can feel it and it gives a powerful message that jumps at you in in split seconds Uh, what you're talking about you're bringing bringing that the the, the decay or the refuse or and and reusing it, it it's an important part of our evolution of our cycle um i I like to recycle a lot of things in my art. I have a friend, Michael Petri, who did a whole series on decaying flowers. There's a beauty in all of that. Yes. But again, it's it's a it's just a momentary thing. Well, you know, most a lot of artists do it without maybe even realizing it. The collage, the assemblage artists, uh, all of these people are actually using these inanimate objects in in their work. I just happen to do it in a different kind of manner, and uh, it becomes a different medium. Actually, uh, I'm I'm, in, I'm enjoying it immensely, and I'm I'm loving that I'm getting back to being able to contribute uh, to the world with through my art. I did it as an architect too, but uh, you know, and you say sofa art. I was designing homes for the for the rich, for the wealthy, basically doing high end homes. And it was so satisfying in a way, but there was something that was a little bit weird about it. It, it catered to the one percent, and uh, I'm I'm thinking now it's uh, it doesn't have to do that. It can be something that's much more, I don't know, basic. I think as the world and uh, the the images that I create and photograph, then they can be considered sofa art, I guess. But you have to have a pretty peculiar sense of what you what you like. If you go to the tour art tour, you'll see my studio and how I maybe make them. I'm not going to give a demonstration because I consider it proprietary. Really, it's a medium that I I really want to hold dear. But you'll see the tools that I use. And you'll see I've blown up a lot of the images. It's fun to do that. It's fun to see them all in one space. I can't tell you how how uh, rewarding that is. But sofa art, I don't know. Some people are saying, you know, oh, my God, what is that? That bends my mind. One person said, you know, your images are mind-pending. And I, I said, like mind-pending. I love that. That was that is That's what I'm after. That's really what I what I'm after is to have challenge you to that's what abstract art does. But that's what any art I, not any art a lot of art does is it challenges you and Don's website is really easy it's donporter.com d o n p o r t e r and you can see these images and I use the term sofa art because I've got people who walk into the gallery and say things like I have a purple sofa and I need artwork to match the sofa and you're like um that's cool I'm really happy for you um, and that's not a bad thing, but that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, uh, it's, it's it's not bad, you know. I, I don't, I don't, you know. So, there's some things that actually look great in the right room and in the, with the right sofa that are magical art. I mean, I, I'm going to have a show at the Steinway Society fundraising thing in November, and uh, 
I'm, I have all of these wonderful walls that I get to put these, these blown up images of mine on. And it's for a great benefit. The Steinway Society, you know, contributes to the, the music programs for public schools. I mean, what could be, what could be more beneficial for our humanity than that? So I'm proud to be a, a, a part of that and to be able to contribute to it. I think music and all of those things are essential. And I used to belong to Pacific Music Society, and oh. I love the fact that in, up in the Bay Area, uh-huh. and they would foster um, the education of a, of a budding young artist. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot that art does, and we as artists contribute to, to causes. We contribute to lots of things, but I think the important thing for an artist is to c- contribute to a dialogue, um, whether it's somebody looking at it and going, wow, that's really pretty, or, or somebody feeling challenged, mind pending. Hmm. Give, give me something to think about and create a dialogue. Um, we live too much in a Twitter world where you know we've got Absolutely. 150 characters in a hashtag, and yeah. oh my God, we're yeah. just like the most brilliant thing in the world. You're not. Um, you, you have to interact. Uh, and artists, I, I know, I, I work alone. I work in a, in a controlled environment that I've created. Um, I'm very careful. I don't let too many people into that environment because it's my safety zone. But is it art if nobody sees it? Is it art if nobody's communicating with you? Is it art if, if there's no dialogue? I mean, Well, I think it is. I think it is art if you don't uh, communicate it uh, because you're communicating with your soul. And that, I think that's, you know, it, uh, I think the solitary cave dwellers weren't just trying to communicate with one another with their Lescaux drawings, the, the putting the smudges on the, on the walls to create a, an ox or where there are oxen there, I don't know, with a deer. Uh, but I, th- I think that they were communicating with their souls and what they, what they thought they were and had come from. It was something they had to do for their emotional stability. So it's art for yourself first and foremost, I think. I mean, in a way, it's a selfish kind of, kind of profession. But uh, the, the joy in giving it out to other people, I tell you, I, I get so much joy in the responses I get from, from the art pieces that I put out there and have people respond to it. It gives me that, that's a huge part of the, the joy that I feel. I have to say that you're right about it being a selfish, a selfish act because when you're creating, you create, and you're firstly trying to please yourself. There's something about, is that piece strong enough to, do I want to put it out in the world? Um, do I want to, do I want anybody to see it? Uh, am I happy with it? And then the next step is I, I put it out in the world and you've now got to do one of two things, either develop a really thick skin in case somebody says, oh, my God, or develop another thick skin if somebody's like, oh, my God. You know, it's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. Both, you know? of the, both of those are very important for the development of your art. I, had some, I was blessed with having people in my life who encouraged that, that art that I did, who knew that I had it in my bones in my soul to be able to create that that was recognizable to other people. And, they, you know, so many artists grow up in homes where they're belittled for their art. They're saying, oh, that's terrible. Something. I was blessed with the opposite. So I feel, I feel very, uh, 
very blessed. It's kind of a cool thing. I, I, I love watching that show, Modern Family, and Gloria, the mother, with every time her kid does something, Manny does something, oh, my God, Poppy, that's the most gorgeous thing in the world. <laughs> Whether it's crap yeah. or not, she's going to yeah. support him. Yeah. And that's, as artists, what we need to do is just support each other. And that's a cool thing. We're going to take another short break. We're going to come back. We're going to continue this dialogue. Be supportive out there, people. Go visit an artist. You never know what you're going to find. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in 60 seconds.